Welcome <sighs> back. Welcome back to Hangover Hotline. I'm your fucking host, Mikey, or Bruno, whatever the fuck, and then Justin up in this bug. Yo, what up? We're Sorry, we're I'm, fucking like screaming. Shit. Yeah. 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 Um, oh my god. You burst one of my fucking things. Oh my god, you got the whole fucking chalice, bro. Mm-hmm. Today we are doing tequila. Mm. Me wait. See my me. Mi amor, oh no, mi amor, that's mi Italian. amor. That's Italian. No, it's not. That's Spanish. Is it? Mi amor, mi amor. Yeah, no. I don't know. Pretty don't sure. Know. Pretty sure Anyways. that's Italian. Okay, well, today I am going to be drinking Jose Cuervo. I thought about um, getting that. You may see that it's a little low. Yeah. Um, I I bought this specifically for this podcast, but I learned <laughs> something. I learned something from this part of the bottle all the way down oh, to this part fuck. of the bottle. <laughs> I learned something. What'd you learn? And wh- what I learned was I uh, the taste of tequila. I don't know why I've never realized it until now, but it's a very unique taste, bro. Very unique. And like I say that specifically because I'm going to be drinking Jose Cuervo. With some pineapple juice, trust me, it's pineapple juice in here, and some Canada Dry ginger ale. Okay. I just, dude, I was in the store and I was like, no, I got, I brought this home. I took a few shots, tasted a little bit. And I was like, what would go good with this? Pineapple juice, okay. Yeah. Ginger ale, and here we fucking are. So I'm gonna do one of like just tequila. And pineapple ju- juice in yeah. my little fucking glass right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna rate it on how it tastes, and I'm gonna do it with both can okay. of dry and fucking pineapple. While you do that, I can go ahead and give my drink a rating. Um, so I am drinking uh, Margaritaville Silver Tequila. Now, what's funny about mm. this brand? If you don't know anything mm. about Margaritaville or something, do you remember that beer I had? That Land Shark beer. Yeah. This is essentially the same brand. It's just a different oh, name. No. And do you know who oh, owns boy. that brand by chance? Who? Jimmy Buffett, the old singer. Like singer no, guy. Shot. Yeah. yeah. So he owns Margaritaville, which is like a restaurant brand that owns uh-huh. a like a whole slew of things, basically. Fucking hell. It's a <sighs> lot of tequila. But yeah. So when <laughs> when I seen this, I thought it would have been funny to just be like yeah, fuck it. Let's go ahead and do that because I already reviewed his beer. Why not do his fucking tequila? But I also felt like it would be fair to show you the mixer I'm using because I'm just obviously using a mixer. It is um, Sweet and Sour by Master of Mixes. Okay. Um, I don't know. There, there was a bunch of a bunch of different types of flavor. That looks good, by the way. Um, there was a bunch of different like flavors and shit uh, that you could have used as mixer, strawberry, watermelon, but I don't know. I just kind of wanted something a little bit sweet, but also kind of sour. Oh, oh my God. You look like oh, you're shit. having a great time. Um, well, Sorry, you, go ahead. Review your drink. Yeah. So so here's the thing, right? The tequila has, yeah, it's yeah. like one of those tastes and... I think I've never noticed it was because I've always drank it in margaritas and yeah. all, all the flavors in margaritas kind of like overpower the tequila where you don't yes. have the actual taste of the tequila. Yeah. 
And so with this, I'm trying to go for something cheap and simple for those of you at home that aren't mixologists that want to try something other than beer and just straight Jack or something, Jack and Coke. Yeah. And this is something that you can easily do with tequila. I literally got a can, a big can of that pineapple juice. I popped it open, poured it in here because you don't want to leave it in the can in the Obviously. fridge. Or even even if you cover it, it's going to rust and it's going to go to shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, put it in a container or some shit. Um, and I literally just poured like this much tequila yeah. or so and then filled it up with pineapple juice That's a ice. That's- for for the audios, that's like a couple shots worth of tequila that he poured in there. Yeah, mm. and with this, oh my god, you get the pineapple juice, you get a hit of that tequila. Should probably put some more tequila in there. Yeah, and then I I can't wait for the ginger ale part because the ginger ale adds that little fucking hint of ginger ale. Yeah, you know, and it's like it makes it a little bubbly and a little bit like sharp on the throat, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe I've been missing this for so long. But for just straight pineapple juice and tequila. Yeah. Um, the simplicity of making this drink, the cost of it, this bottle was like thirty five bucks. You can get cheaper yeah. bottles of tequila. Um I I'd rate it a fucking eight point five out of ten dollars. Damn, I and that okay. that's uh, I mean for the flavor aspect with the amount of flavors and shit. Yeah, a seven. Okay, but with okay. everything combined on how easy it is, like you saw how quick I made that drink. Yeah, and shit, like two seconds. And how good it is. I mean, this is a poor man's drink right here. A yeah. delicate poor man's drink. So a seven to eight out of ten, roughly. You know what? I think seven for flavor, eight point five for. Making it at home. Everything. Okay, yeah. And flavor. All I got gotcha. you. Well, I'm having a just frozen margarita. Uh, very straight, very simple. Just the silver tequila and the mixer with it. some ice thrown in a blender. Super easy to make if you have a blender at home. Um, and you can kind of see it. I have salt around the rim as well. So, obviously, you can't, can't really have a margarita without some sort of rim topper on it yeah. obviously so i just went for the classic salt it's what most people do um i love margaritas too i used to i, I used to make them at home all the time blender yeah all that every stuff. time my family and i go out to um like a restaurant like a mexican restaurant or something like that we'll always try and get like a margarita just because it's you can't really my eat wife, mexican food without it yeah, my wife loves margaritas, and mm-hmm. the only restaurant that she wants to go to is a Mexican restaurant, and she can't drink margaritas because she's pregnant, so I'll be sitting there, and well, every time I go now, I have to yeah. get a beer. I can't get a margarita, or she'll, like, get mad at me. Yeah. And they don't do virgin margaritas there. It's stupid. That's dumb. But I think all overall, for, like, the play- flavor, flavor profile, um, I feel like that Tequila is a little kind of like drowned out from the sweet and sour. Um, all Nothing overall, with the ice too. Water yeah, with the ice. Um, yeah. All overall, the tequila, I smelt it a little bit beforehand. And it smells actually kind of nice. Take a little swig of it. Oh, God, no. Te- tequila would kill me. Really? Yes. I, I, I love taking shots. I would be, I would be down I, and out for the count of tequila. Now that I realize the fucking... Flavor of it, the flavor profile. Mm, I think I heard a saying. I heard a saying, and I'm sure a lot of people have also heard it. Is tequila is just another way to say to kill you, and that's what tequila does (laughs) to me. It fucks me up. 
But I see that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this frozen margarita, and hopefully, I'm not gonna die by the end of this fucking episode. Hey, that's the point of Hangover Hotline. It's if we okay. Don't get fucked I, up, then we're doing something. Wrong. I give you my full <laughs> permission to still uh, steal my PC, rip my footage, and upload it and use me as the uh, title. Co-host, okay. co-host dies in the dies. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> fucking exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, but all overall, I'll say like a seven point five, maybe a seven out of ten for everything involved, the easiness to make. Uh, the tequila was yeah. relatively cheap. I think I spent maybe thirty bucks on both of them together. Maybe not even that. Nice. Um, but yeah, seven to seven and a half out of ten. Hell yeah, dude. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it was, but I got this. Um, we were actually supposed to record last weekend. Um, I forgot what happened, but we weren't able to record. And then um, I know exactly. I, I what had happened. this. We yeah. both ran into financial oh, yeah. issues and couldn't afford yeah. to get the alcohol. Yeah, that's right. We we <laughs> both got paid late as fuck. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I got this and it was sitting there, and I was like, damn, I kind of want. Something like I want to taste it, and boom, fucking, it's fucking gone, dog. I, I don't it's know. I, I kept, I kept stopping myself. I was like, no, it's for the pod. This for the pod. But I think, <laughs> I think this should be enough. I think that'll get me pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so there was another um, thing you told me. Uh, you and Josh told me earlier this week. Or sorry, yeah, earlier this week. But you didn't want to tell me because you wanted to save it for the pod. What was that? My anxiety has been riddled all fucking week. All right. All week. Fuck, I don't have anything to... I don't... I was going to have something to show you. You're unprepared? You were supposed to tell me something and you're unprepared? No, no, no. It's not Uh, something to show you. It's something... um, Oh, okay. I joined a soccer team. Oh, okay. I'm on on an official Marine Corps soccer team. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yep, I've played two games. Yeah. Um, it's it's very it's not I say official because it is. Like there's actual yeah. like a leaderboard, other teams, all that, but it's by units. Yeah. But there's not like a specific coach. Now there's legit official refs for the games and yeah, all yeah. that kind of good shit. But for the coaching, it's kind of ran by Nobody. Okay. Um, practices are kind of just like, hey, let's do a practice. Um, unfortunately, my first game we won. The second game we lost. Okay. Um, and we're kind of down bad, actually. We've lost quite a few. Um, and unfortunately, it's it's kind of drama-filled. I didn't Ugh. think it. I found that out the other day. Um, I had to miss the game on Wednesday because I had to go to the hospital with the wife. Yeah. Um, everything's fine, though. Don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah. But I missed that game, and we lost, and one of the fucking main guys that kind of, like, makes the roster and shit. Yeah. Like, who's bench warmers and who's not. You know. Um, he fucking went in the group chat after the game and was like, I'm done playing. And then somebody else kicked him out of the group chat, and then somebody invited him back, and he's like, oh, yeah, kick the guy that makes the rosters and shit. And the other dude was like, but you said you're done playing. And he was like, Yeah. But I'm still gonna like help you guys out with rosters, and we're just like, no, you're not. No, it's like <laughs> they're just a bunch of fucking babies. Yeah. But it it sucks because, um, like I know how positions work. I know how the game works and shit. 
Yeah. And our first game, our first practice actually before our first game that I went to. Mm. And this was, I found out about it because they didn't have a lot of players. They didn't get the word out enough yeah. of, hey, you want to join the soccer team, sign up here, whatever. And you don't have to know how to play soccer. Like, you literally just sign up and you're on the team, right? Yeah. Um. But our first practice, we just played uh, like 4v4 half of on half of the field okay. um, yeah. for about 30 minutes, and that was it. That was the mm-hmm. whole practice. Didn't talk about anything. Just that's all they did. And I'm just like, after that, I was talking to some of the other players, and um, one of them I know, I was like, have you ever played soccer before? Like, do you know what's going on? She's like, I have, I have no idea. <clears throat> and I was like, and I asked her, I was like, did you play in the first game? She was like, yeah. And I was like, what position? And she was like, what What do you mean? What's what? What do you mean? What position? And I'm like, you played in the first game, but you don't know, you don't know what position you were in. I mean, I guess some so, people are just kind of there for the vibes, right? They're just well, there to yeah, be active, but, have fun. Yes, but the thing is, is like they want to learn how to play soccer. Yeah, but no, they're not teaching. No one's there how to, to play soccer. Them, yeah. The kids that know how to play soccer, they just don't want to tell everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, thankfully for me, I know how to play. I wanted to be more of a center mid, but we do have pretty decent players as strikers or yeah. forwards and center mids. So I got thrown in the um, in the center back and the right back, um, yeah. which I was actually, I did pretty good last game. I fucking. Okay, nice. I deflected a few balls. Um, I, I was getting that work in. Nothing was my fault. But yeah, um, it, it's it's fun. Bruno. It was it was pretty awesome. It, Hell it's, yeah! It's really made me. I went out and bought a brand new pair of cleats, shin Ooh, guards, okay, knee high socks, um, shorts with no fucking pockets. That was a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, I, I I really was. I am having fun. Hell it's yeah! Just these kids are being fucking kids. And I'm also one of the highest ranks on the team. There's well, there's a gunny, a gunnery sergeant, and then a few officers, but they're not really on the team. They just kind of like show up when they want. Okay. Um, most of the players are junior Marines, and they run everything, and they're just ugh, fucking pussies, dude. It's so <laughs> annoying. So annoying. But, you know, I I'm going to try to kind of take over and do some practices. It runs as you would expect a bunch of junior Marines to run it, I suppose. Yeah. Which is yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, yeah, I joined a soccer team. That's what's up. Get dude. more active with that shit. Um another surprise. Um I did weigh-ins last week. Okay. And I'm I'm doing something wrong. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm taking a supplement and supplements fucking me over. I'm not gonna say what the supplement is. But um, it's legal and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not fucking steroids or trend uh, or whatever it is. Um, but I ended up gaining 10 pounds in the past month, but not gaining in the West or in the waste area. The West. <laughs> so like, so whenever you weigh in, in the Marine Corps, you have to, um, you weigh in on a scale. Yeah. There's a certain, there's a max weight limit you can get to. So my max weight limit is 180 pounds. I can't go over that. Or they'll tape you. So they take measuring tape around your waist and your neck, and they determine your body fat percentage. Yeah. And if you're over 18% body fat, then you are fat 
and you have to get put in a special program and then eventually get kicked out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, so for this last one I went to um, last week, I went and since my last way in, which was exactly a month before to see my progress and shit, yeah. I did not gain any in my waist. I did not gain any body fat percentage. Yeah. Um, but I gained 10 fucking pounds. I'm at 205 pounds now. Jeez. But by Marine Corps standards, I'm within height and weight standards. Okay. So I'm like, I've been running too, <clears throat> but I think whatever I'm taking, it's like building my muscles so much and not burning any of my fat. Yeah. Well, I'm also on an all meat f- diet. Well, all muscle, diet. muscle does weigh more than fat. So that does, that does kind of add up. It would make sense. Yeah. It would be weird if you but, took it to start losing weight. I guess if that's why you originally started taking it, then that's kind of a weird reason. If yeah, it's more of a, yeah. if it's a muscle builder, then like you should have known from the get go muscle. I think more. it. I think it is, but it's like new, and it's something new that I'm trying. And it definitely is a more of a muscle builder. It doesn't burn your fat like yeah. it's supposed to. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got. I got to go back to some. That's something. Yeah, you'll have to like slim down for, and then start taking to rebuild. Well, so that it, way, that way you're not constantly expand. always going to be over your your supposed weight, even if you are still making it by because waist standard. During my, yeah, during my deployment, I was using the stuff, different kind of it, um, for three months, and I went from 195 to 165 in three months. Yeah, which is a huge. Yes. Yeah. That's massive. 30 pounds. 30 pounds in three months. That's 10 pounds a 10 month. Pounds, that's yeah. a lot. And Marine Corps, the way their programs work for burning fat is if you're you if you're losing two and a half pounds a month, then you're on track. Yeah. So I was burning 10. So shit works. It's just not this shit. Yeah. But but anyways, yeah. Um joining soccer team and shit. Um getting back in shape, getting more active. I'm going to start going to the soccer fields around my house and shit and kicking the ball around. Pretty excited for it. That's what's up. Well, there is one thing I want to talk to you about. You're kind of a a cinema guy. You like watching movies more than I do, I should say. I mean, yeah, I I haven't watched it. Well, you don't, you haven't watched movies in a while, but I remember when we were younger, you would always be the one sitting down watching a movie when I was the one being like, Hey, let's, let's play this game. Let's play that game. Meanwhile, you're over there watching like fucking interstellar or something, right? Mm. I want to talk to you about two movies that just came out recently. Oh, do you want to, do you want to take a guess? I have one in my talking points. Is it Oppenheimer? No. Which one is it? What movie? Sound of Freedom. Oh yeah, that is it. I've heard of that one. But that's not one of my talking points. One, one of I'm about two, to hook your whole family up. Okay. So the two movies I want to talk about are Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie. Only for the sole fact of this. Both movies came out on the same day, right? That was kind of like the whole Barbie-Heimer thing, if you've seen the memes, right? Barbie has grossed about $700 million. Massive movie. And Oppenheimer has grossed four hundred million. Okay. That is incredible to think, but it is also absolutely hilarious that Oppenheimer is getting blown out by such a wide margin. I would have thought more people yeah. would have would have watched Oppenheimer. What I is just, what is what? Oppenheimer? 
Uh, uh, you don't know the story of Oppenheimer? No. Funny uh, enough, that's also one of my talking points, so I'm glad you asked that question. We'll save it okay. for later. Um, but I understand that Barbie's kind of like this massive phenomenon. It's teenage girls, young girls, stuff like that, young kids. They eat up mm-hmm. shit like that. So I expected Barbie to take off. 700 million is about what I expected. But Oppenheimer, I'm a little disappointed in. I haven't seen it myself yet. But I do know the Oppenheimer story to a degree. Um, I don't know how the movie decides to take it, but I have like researched the actual Oppenheimer um, yeah. scientist. It's a very, um, it's a weird story. Uh, it's a long one, so I'll try and like, I don't want to like sum it up, right? Because it's a very like interesting story to me. Um, but I don't want to take like an hour and a half explaining it. Right. So basically, um, Germany pre-World War II had some of the top scientists in the world studying at their universities and teaching at their universities and stuff all around Germany. And when the when Hitler basically took over and started to pass a lot of his um, Aryan laws or um, anti-Jewish like laws and stuff like that, a lot of the scientists were the first ones to leave. They because it was essentially forcing like business owners, teachers and stuff like that to retire and basically making them not able to work and suppressing them and all the whole thing that we know what happened to them. They uh-huh. they were the first ones to leave. A lot of them immigrated out of Germany. Some went to Italy, some went to the U or a lot of them went to the UK. Um and some of them went to the US, but a lot of them did end up coming to the US you know, around the time the war started. Um, And essentially some of the scientists that came over were um, Albert Einstein was one of them. Um, Oppenheimer was another one and uh, a few notable ones that I don't know off the top of my head, but essentially they reached out to the U S government as a way to say like, Hey, we basically found a way to split an atom. And when you split an atom, it oh. creates an explosion, basically. And they found a way to have a chain reaction of splitting of atoms to create a massive bomb. At first, oh, yeah. at first, the U.S. didn't really care, didn't really answer their response or give them a response or anything. It was only when Albert Einstein was brought into the picture because Albert Einstein was a more well-known scientist. He was more of a public figure at that point than the rest of them he had ended up getting in contact with um was it fdr i think was president at that point i can't remember but actually ended up getting in contact with them and basically telling them what was happening and basically was telling them that the german scientists uh were also in the process of creating this nuclear fusion process and that they needed to work on it immediately and it was almost at that point that the u.s government was like yeah, okay, we'll 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 start working on it. But it was very slow, painful process because you kind of know this from being in the military. The military doesn't like you really talking about shit. If it's your yeah. job and it's top secret, only you are supposed to know about it. But that's not how it works in the science field. Science is very open. If you're closed off in your science field, then you don't really have someone to go to to bounce ideas off of yeah. and say like, Oh, you know, like I'm kind of stuck at this thing and another scientist yeah, who might know it. Exactly. Yeah. When you mix the two together, 
the military wanted the scientists to only know their job and their job only, but the scientists were having a hard time building something when they only knew their job specifically, because if they came into an issue, they couldn't go to another scientist and talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, And somewhere in that, that, you know, like there was no real leadership when they had set up ship in Nevada trying to build the first atom bomb. And basically there was no leadership. So a lot of the scientists were just kind of working. And that's when they brought in Oppenheimer. He was a very uh, charismatic guy. He had um, like natural leadership abilities and he was very outspoken. I believe is how a lot of people kind of described him as a person. And he basically came in and was like, right, fuck the closeness, we need more openness, and basically forced the U.S. government to allow the scientists to openly talk about their jobs, and it basically sped up the process of the atom bomb. And through this whole process, these scientists, their idea for the atom bomb was never to hurt people. It was never to kill people or uh, hurt life as is. They were only building it as a way to deter war. They thought it was like the thing that they could build that would end all wars for for the future. So they were all excitedly working on this thing, believing that they were like going to end all wars for the future. And they were excitedly building it as fast as they could. And then it got built. And tested. And used. And used. And used. And used. And used to kill and kill and hurt and hurt. And the story of Oppenheimer is kind of like that frame. If you've seen any of the promotion, you kind of see that still frame of him kind of like his face in shock and the glow from the the blast of the atom bomb testing. I believe, like I said, I haven't seen the movies, but I'm just going to kind of use my rough guess here. I believe that scene was kind of used as a way to portray that like the blast that Oppenheimer seen and he realized that the U.S. government was not going to use it the way that the scientists had intended it to be used. They instead wanted to use it as a weapon of mass destruction, as we know yeah. it is today. That that still frame, I believe, is basically him being like, fuck, what have we done? Because the U.S. government betrayed him. They told him they were going to build this thing and not use it to hurt anyone. And then they dropped two on Japan. I mean... Yeah. Depending on how you I look mean, at it, obviously it was Pearl Harbor how, happened, how so it was. What? How would that bomb end all wars, though? They f- what- they felt like an explosion so massive and so destructive would essentially negate anyone from wanting to have a war, and fear of retaliation of having that sent on them, yeah. right? That, and to be fair, that's kind of what it does still to this day, right? Like everyone's still kind of afraid to go to war because at the end, nuclear annihilation, they don't want that doomsday timer to hit midnight and, you know, Mm -hmm. global nuclear conflict with the whole Ukraine situations kind of shown a little different style. But in the end, that's essentially what it was wanted to be used for. Um, it was negation to wars. No one wanted to wage a war on a country in fear of another country being like, boop, you're done. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's it's a crazy That's good, I didn't I didn't know crazy that. Crazy good story. I have a I didn't YouTube. even know Einstein worked on the fucking atom bomb. 
Um, I thought he just made the light bulb. I don't know. <laughs> In mathematics. I don't know. Wait, no. Who made the light bulb that was like Thomas Jefferson or some shit? <laughs> You're so fucking dumb. Oh, I, love I love history, I love but... You. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, maybe? I don't I don't know if Albert Einstein actually did work on the atom bomb, but he basically helped get the word out to the president that there was a such thing possible. It was essentially his popularity at the time that led to the creation of the atom bomb for the US. And right. um I have a link here in my uh talking points that I will send to you. When you go to start like uploading the bot and everything, we will put it in the description. It's a channel by the name of Spectacles, and it's called Why America Betrayed Oppenheimer. It's a really good video. Um, the guy basically goes really in depth, and ex basically he uh, he explains everything what I just explained in a more detailed view, so you get kind of like a more under a better understanding of the story than what my dumbass just told you, but. Seriously, we'll plop it in the description wow. somewhere. Go watch that video. It is fan-fucking-tastic. Fantastic. Damn. And go watch um, the Oppenheimer movie. That's not, I definitely want to go see that now. Yeah, um, for I got, sure. I got, something, I got something huge, too. Um, Sorry, I got to catch movies. up. I haven't been drinking in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, you should. <coughs> I, got a, I got a movie. So, yeah. most of everybody has heard, just about everybody has heard of the movie Sound of Freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. There's been you're drinking a Dr. Pepper too. It's just to wash down the ice and salt. Because these ice um, chunks, these ice chunks were not cut up, right? They're fucking huge. I'm having to like chew them up. Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, so basically, Sound of Freedom is a very huge um I don't know how to put it. It's very controversial, right? Yeah. Um, because it's it's a what I heard before I watched it, because I did see it in theaters last week. Yeah, I haven't seen it um, yet. What I heard um, was that it, like, it revealed Callie or um, Hollywood and the child, you know, predators and exploitation of children, yeah. child trafficking, all that kind of shit. Um, very disgusting, gory things. Um, yeah. I heard it was very controversial, and I, there, there's tons of stories out there, tons of TikToks I've seen, um, stories and shit of um, the theaters actually making it almost impossible to even watch the movie. Um, it's like uh, one of the things that I've heard and seen is um, people go to watch the movie and online it says it's sold out, but they walk in the theater. There's nobody in there but them. Yeah. Um, and then you've got them turning the AC off in the room and saying, oh, the AC's broken, so no AC. I've seen ones of fire alarms being pulled while the movie's playing, lights staying on during the whole movie, shit like that. Um, and so that's kind of what I was expecting whenever I went and saw it. Yeah. But the movie literally is based in Mexico, the yeah. entire movie. And it's, it's, it's a true story, 100% true. Um, it's basically a detective that, sorry, I'm getting a call. Um, it's a detective that, um, basically his job is to, um, basically find kidnapped children. Um, yeah. shit like that. And he begins a path of, he, he basically wide opens, he opens wide this, 
uh, child trafficking operation in Southern America. And like he quits his job. I think he worked for like the Homeland Security. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Um, okay. Or some shit like that. And he, he went to South America to try to find this child. And they were like, no, come back. You're done. And he, he's got a wife and like five kids of his own. Yeah. And so basically he's like, no, uh, my resignation is in your inbox. I'm going to quit. Like, I'm going to stay here and get this shit done. And he, like, I don't want to ruin the story or anything. Yeah. But like, it, it's it's huge. Like, yeah. actually seeing how this shit works, what happens that... There's so much of a percentage of children that get trafficked into the United States. Yeah. Um, that are just like nowadays, like slaves are more. There's more slaves in the world now than there were slaves back when slavery was legal. Did you know that? Um, I think I've read a statistic like that somewhere. Yeah, there's uh, there's more slaves today than there were back in the days it was legal. I think that's just mostly because, like, population has grown exponentially since then as well, right? Population, and then you also got the use of the internet. Yeah. You can go onto the dark web and essentially order you a slave, almost. So crazy. At least, you know. There's I wouldn't know anything about it, that, but, honestly. Um, I don't... I've, I've like I've never really delved into the dark web. Like I've heard about it, and I've like talked to people who apparently use it. Can't confirm nor deny, obviously. But oh, I I've done a few adventures. Um, I've never, I haven't seen that, but I've seen drugs and shit like that. Yeah, it's never it's never been something like I really cared to like <laughs> seek out, even out of curiosity, because yeah. like I don't really well, care. So the reason why the dark web is used for that is because you know it's illegal. Yeah. To have a slave, of course. Obviously. Um, Obviously. Or human trafficking um, all around. But that's that's why they use uh, the dark web and all that kind of bullshit. And it it was astonishing. But basically, the whole movie is that story of him looking for this one child, um, doing all this creation in Southern America. And then um, it ends, and there's a special message after the credits. And it's basically this... The care the the um actor in it, he's basically like, and I've I've watched this actor um or after looking up this actor I realized, um, this dude everybody should love this fucking actor first. What's his name? Do you know? Because um, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Okay, opera. What the fuck? Oh. Blindness. <laughs> God. Um let me see. Flashback Freedom cast. So um Jim wait, no, is that him? Yeah. Jim Caviziel. Um, let's see. He's been in quite a few mo- Oh yeah, he was in The Passion of Christ. So he was Jesus Christ in the Passion oh, of Christ. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or in the Passion. Yeah, The Passion of Christ in 2004. Yeah. Um, know, Sound of Freedom, Person of Interest. Guy, yeah. yeah, so he um, he plays movies that mean something. Yeah. That he believes in type shit. And at the end of the movie, he really showed that because he did a special message of like, it, it was insane. So first off, my wife and I did not pay to go see this movie. You know, there. I'm going to link it in the description for all of you at home, but... 
there's a website. They have an official website where you get free tickets to go see the movie. Hmm. Up to two per person. Up okay. to two per person. So your whole family can go see it this weekend if you wanted to. Yeah. Free, you know. Um, and he, he was talking at the end of the movie and he was like, he's basically saying like, this is one of the world's biggest problems to this day. Human trafficking. Um, yeah. Human trafficking, this and that. And he was like, it, he said it, this movie was made five years ago, made and completed and ready to be released five years ago, but nobody would accept the movie. Yeah. The theaters won't accept it. As of right now, you can only see it in theaters until it comes out on DVD paid by them. Because yeah. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, nobody, nobody. will accept yeah. this music or this music. movie. <laughs> no one will accept this movie on their platform because of the controversy of it. And it was like, what in the fuck? Like, why? See, I hate stuff like that. It's, Be- it's because of the topic that it covers. I'm almost certain because, like, human trafficking is something that no one really ever wants to talk about because we all collectively agree it's a shitty thing, right? You're just gonna snatch some random person up and take them far away from the people they know and love, their home, just force them to do shit because you view them as a lesser person or whatever. That's we all collectively agree it's a shitty thing. But at the same time, no one realizes how big of an issue it is because no one really wants to talk about it. Yeah, and no, it's like... No one wants to cover... why? Why would people be so against the release of the movie? I'm thinking... At first, I was thinking, oh, it's because it's 2023 and everything's about the LGBTQ and all that kind of shit nowadays. But no, because the movie was... <coughs> they were trying to release it five fucking years ago, which was 2018. Yeah, <coughs> and that kind of shit wasn't happening back then. LGBTQ thing wasn't a thing. Um, all that shit wasn't happening. So, like, why wouldn't they want to get that message out there? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, and so, like, and then the movie he talked about that, and he was like, "We must stand together." I this movie is a message. That's why tickets are free. It quadrupled the income that Barbie made. Yeah, it was a movie made with I think fourteen million dollars and has made hundreds of millions of dollars since. Yeah, like it is fucking like they blew the fuck up and it's it's I forget, insane. I forget where I've seen that movie because I seen it advertised somewhere, but it was like a one time thing. I only saw it advertised once and that was it. That's why when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. But I think, I can't remember, it might have been a YouTube ad I seen. Or maybe, like, I clicked on a website that had an ad playing and that was one of the ads. I can't remember. But I was really intrigued by, like, the trailer. That's the fucking word I'm looking for. I was really intrigued by the trailer, so it's nice to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'll definitely have to give it a look. It's a very... It's a very eye-opening movie, and it's beautiful at the same time, the end of it, to see yeah. what doing something can actually do to yeah. someone's life, you know? And it's like, it's insane that that's such a huge problem nowadays. Yeah. And at the same time, it's insane that this simple movie that's supposed to be a message 
took this long to get released. I mean, that that's exactly what he said. This isn't supposed to be a movie to make money. And he, he in the message, he was like, right here is a QR code. Take a picture of it. Give it to your friends so they can get free tickets to come see this movie. Because okay. this isn't to make money. This is to watch the movie. If you, or have, this is to if get you have a picture of it, maybe we could plop it up on screen somewhere. Oh no, I've got I've got the link. I'll put the link down below. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like Jocelyn found out that it was free and then I looked into it and then after seeing the movie it was like, holy shit. And you gotta think of it like me being a father and everything and imagining like seeing my own son in this movie and that shit happened to him. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. And it 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 isn't gory to the sense of visuals. It's yeah. gory to the sense of having to hear what happened to this little boy, what happened <laughs> to this little girl. Type yeah. And seeing like, oh, dude, it is it is absolutely insane. It's wild. But I'll definitely have to give it down a Down below in the description will be the link. We're going to have a lot tickets. of shit in the description because I also have two more yeah. things I want put in the description. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so down below, you'll see a link for uh, free tickets to Sound of Freedom. I don't know when it stops showing. Let me actually see. Um, when does sound of freedom leave theaters? Um, it says until at least July 13th, and I watched it last week, so... <laughs> um. I guess maybe they might just be extending it a little bit more without saying anything. Possibly. But yeah, it is. It's a beautiful movie. It's still playing right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it in theaters right now. So. But well, yeah, definitely go check that out. Yeah. Go check that out. Um, <coughs> what I do want to ask you kind of on a different note, maybe a more positive note, hopefully a more positive note. I want to ask you couple questions we'll start with number one how was your summer how how would you sum up your summer after you get done orgasming over that drink all right let me do this first i did half tequila a part of um pineapple juice and a part of ginger ale mm -hmm. <clears throat> first off i need more tequila in it second off the flavor profile with the pineapple juice and ginger ale and tequila yeah. oh my god it's good wow yeah I'm i i don't remember it tasting that good you getting a good buzz going so far because i am holy shit oh i'm buzzed yeah this glass honestly i didn't realize how fucking big it was it looks half gone but i swear to god i like I'm struggling to get through that because it's so massive. The ginger ale, dude. It's good. Ginger ale is the key to this. Holy shit. Anyways. Yeah, I'm like... My summer was very boring. I'm trying to get through this fucking goblet. Yeah, yeah do that. Um, the, My summer wasn't really... I mean, we went to the beach quite a few times. We live right by the beach, so... Yeah. But nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Do you, do you know what we used to get up to during the summertime? Do you remember? Me and you? Yeah. Well, just any our childhood summers in general, honestly. No, not really. We don't. But do you remember no. our summers at least being dope? 
Yes. Because like our summers now, our summers now are very boring, right? Like we don't really get to do a whole lot. We're adults now. I remember coming over and playing Life, the board game, and you fighting over it. Table flipping this shit. I remember playing with that little ring that you had, um, the WWE ring. Oh the yeah, wrestlers. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then us actually end up doing that doing IRL that, yeah. and fucking RKOing each other. That was awesome. Uh, any board game that was ever in existence that we played, I always ended up table flipping. <laughs> but I do remember you our summers. Cheat. I do remember our summers being very uh, like we were always doing shit, and I only wanted to ask that to kind oh, of yeah. like compare how our summers were as children to what like kids' summers nowadays might be up to. What do you think kids oh, are getting yeah. up to nowadays? Honestly, um, video games. Yeah. Staying at home. See, I don't know. I, I guess this is just kind of like the the adult in me still coming out, but like I'd still prefer to get out and do shit, right? Oh, yeah. That's why I joined a soccer team. Uh, yeah. I want to get out and do shit. You That's know? fair. I want to get out of the house. But like it's so funny because like we're kind of in that mix of like growing up in a digital age, but still being forced to go out from our parents and shit, right? Uh-huh. And hanging out in the local neighborhood. And I think that's kind of like, that's kind of like holding with me now as an adult, because now I'm kind of more of like, oh, you know, like I'll go sit outside in the backyard, kind of just listen to nature, see what's going on, even if there is nothing to do, rather than sit here at my desk and play video games. Yeah. I'm like, it's weird. I'm kind of hitting that stage where I'm slowly progressing how much time I sit at my desk to the point to where like, I think I'm sitting down at my desk for maybe like two, three hours a day at most. Yeah. And, I unless, mean, unless like we're doing this or something like, obviously this is the one exception. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, that's also a change with, uh, my schedule and everything too. Yeah. I have some big changes that I have to announce, have to announce as well. But yeah, summers, I mean, as an adult, you don't really see summers. I mean, <laughs> July 4th, I went and saw um, Plain White Tees. I mean, that was about it. Going to the beach. I've lived by the beach for six years now, though. So it's like, yeah, nothing crazy. Um, Now, those of you that live inland, going to the beach is a huge deal. It's a big deal, yeah. For us, it's like we're here all the time, so we don't really care for it. It's kind of more annoying than it is fun. I think point. you just need to find a new outlook on life, you Debbie Downer. My be- bad, big dog. The beach is one of those things where you're meant to go and relax, enjoy the view, enjoy what you have, not fucking... I mean, my family came down um, a few weeks ago, and we yeah. went to the beach, and that was fun, um, going to the beach with friends and stuff, but when it's just me, the wife, and the kid, mm-hmm. it's not as fun because... Well, the wife is pregnant. The kid loves to eat sand. Um, and so it's he more is of your like son. taking care of my son and my wife instead of, you know, jumping on a fucking floatable raft that me and Davis bought at Walmart and rafting out to a mile outside <laughs> of the beach. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. We walked for an hour back to our spot on the beach after <laughs> drifting so far. Yeah. Um, shit like that. I, I, I do miss that. Um, whenever my family was down, we went to the beach. That was fun. Oh, that was yeah, fun. that's fair. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. Summer, cool. summer's weird now. Just like as an adult, obviously, like you have to still work and stuff, right? But for the most part, it's like going doing things that we used to do as kids that were very exciting are no longer like kids don't find joy in that. Like going out and fucking riding dirt bikes for like half the summer. Like most uh-huh. kids just want to be inside mm. dropping nukes on Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, because they can do that year round, you know, exactly. Right. Like, but the, the weather is only nice for a few months out of the year. Right. Cause after summer um, hits fall starts, that's when most of like the storms start hitting. It starts getting cold there. People don't really want to go outside all that much. Yeah. And that makes me really like, that makes me miss having a dirt bike and four wheeler and shit. Yeah, exactly. Cause that, that was a lot of fun, dude. Um, and that's definitely a goal that I have for whenever my son grows up and he's old enough to ride a dirt bike or a four wheeler, um, definitely having a house out in the woods or some shit where he can ride them. Because right now I'm in military housing and I have a backyard that I can fucking do a fucking star in the center of it and touch all the fence. (laughs) It sucks. Um, yeah, but you know, that's another part of life where it's like the older you get, you know, the way I see it is when you hit 18 and you go out on your own, you know, yeah. you get the job or whatever the deal is. Um, I, I'm the type that's like, I want to rush to make money. So when I'm 30, I can relive those childhood memories with my own children. Yeah. And I'll have the money to do that because I spent all my time um, as a fresh young adult getting that money to be able to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. by the time, whenever I'm 30, my kid will be eight. Yeah. That's around and the time. Be kind of like around I that perfect riding. age. Yeah. Yeah. That was around the time I started riding my first dirt bike. So yeah. And that's kind of around the age. Most kids are wanting to kind of like put their hand in everything to see what they like as well. So I think that'll be kind of I'm like just, a fun age. Cause that's, what, I'm that's, excited to get him into soccer and shit. Yeah, because that's kind of where my niece is at right now, and it's fun to see her going through it as, like, a seven-year-old little girl because it's it's so, like, she wants to be out. Um, I, I do I do kind of want to clarify. She doesn't go to a public school. I don't, I'm not sure if I said this on a podcast before, but my niece doesn't go to a public school. She goes to, like, a that. private ranch school. It's, like, a Christian school. Really? Yeah, so they do a couple things. They... Um, they teach them the, the normal academics that you would normally learn in a public school, but they also learn, um, it's a Christian school. So they learn a lot about Jesus and God and stuff like that. Um, as well as it's a ranch school. So it kind of teaches them, um, how to live like life on a farm They had, they have, really? yeah. So it's, um, the best way to describe it is her school is a barn. She goes in mm. and there's like this basically improvised barn that was turned into a school. And um, the main like principal, the main teacher uh, lives there. It's her house. And she has a couple other teachers that kind of like come in and help out and stuff like that. And um, it's kind of organized differently than normal public school. It's not like kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, etc. So you're kind of like the kindergartners and first grades are kind of grouped together. Second, third and fourth, I think are grouped together. Fifth, sixth and seventh are grouped together. And then like so on and so forth. So it's kind of like an age group. 
by grade wow. rather than like per grade has their own teacher, et cetera. Right. Cause it's not a big school. Mm. I think it's like 30 people in her entire school. And that ranges Jesus. from kindergartners to like seniors. So, um, Holy shit. I can they, see that how that makes you appreciate life a lot. Yeah. But so at the same time, it's like, it's, it's you weird. Get those, you don't get the school, you know, you don't get the memories from being so, in school. Like, that's what when when we originally talked about putting her in school there was a lot of options we could have went for regular public schooling uh, a couple different private schools um and her little cousin or her older cousin also goes to the school or well he used to but um it was uh it was one of those things where it was like my brother-in-law's my sister's husband's uh family knows everyone out there so it was kind of like oh why don't you just enroll her there like it's a small school she won't have any issues and my sister was more concerned because it was around the time that like school shootings were kind of more getting publicly shown and it kind of scared my sister a lot my sister didn't want to put her didn't feel comfortable putting her in public school and i th i know what a lot of people who listen to this might be thinking what about like her grades and stuff too like because that was my main argument what about her academics because she's going to a much smaller yeah. and private school her academics are probably going to be falling behind and as of right now i've not really noticed any difference from like what we were learning when we were younger versus what she's learning now so i feel like she's kind of on point to where she could be but i'm also still afraid that like that could change in the future right because like yeah it's weird. So the teachers, because there's less students, the teachers have more of an incentive to be one-on-one -on -one with students that are kind of falling behind as well. So I feel like that's kind of like a fail-safe in case, bless you, in case kids start falling behind. But I think what impressed me the most is they have like live animals that they have to take care of, like chickens, oh. horses, goats, and stuff like that. And what it, what kind of like enticed me about the school is... When you first start in kindergarten, every year that you graduate, you're getting a new um, piece of I like item of something that kind of completes yeah. your step towards becoming a cowboy or cowgirl, right? So, like year one, you get like a belt buckle or some some like saddled uh, stirrups and stuff like that. I, I can't remember exactly what it is every year, but so far, my nieces and fuck i forget is she in second second grade third grade i can't i don't fucking know um but she's gotten a few things now and so like it's kind of cool because they are given a horse like pretty much every year if your horse you know obviously if like your horse stays around every year if the like family decides not to sell it off or get rid of it and you know bring in a new one you're typically given the same horse every year unless you grow out of that horse in the case of like my niece did with her first horse, Elvis, it was like a miniature pony. She was the only kindergartner in her class and it was the smallest horse to give her. Um, but she's grown out of Elvis. So now she's on to uh, her new horse. I forget its name. Um, and essentially they have chores every day. So like after school, they'll have to, they'll have like a list of chores to go do. Some of them are like feed the goats, feed the chickens, uh, feed the the horses go uh help 
teacher such and such doing this thing go help teacher such and such doing that thing and i think overall despite most of my arguments against her wanting to join the school i do also feel like it helps her out more than what regular public schools are getting because she's learning that incentive of i need to help out like she's learning that oh it's i have i have a chore to do i have a job to do and Depending on how you look at it, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't make a child that young work. But at the same time, my niece loves it, right? Like she asked to help out because of what they do at school. They teach her, you know, like you have a chore to do because when you work on a farm, everyone's kind of got to chip in to help out. Everyone earns their keep. It's not the same here. We don't force her to do shit here. But like if she sees us going out raking the yard, she'll fucking come running out with her little toy rake and wanting to help too. And I think <laughs> I think it's really nice to see kids that, that is young good. see that is her good. at that age wanting to come help out. Because I remember when I was that age, I was doing anything but helping out. Yeah. I mean, the way yeah. I see it, the way that I grew up and everything. Um, now, if it was my decision with my own son, I wouldn't put him in a school like that. It is weird. A few different reasons. It is um, weird. Reason number one is to me, in my opinion, you know, being raised and shit. I think it's more of the parents' job to ensure that that is done. Yeah. Because um, my parents really didn't do that. You know. Yeah. Um. I I had a rough childhood at the same time, so they both kind of like didn't ask me to do stuff like that for yeah. two different reasons. Um. I won't get into that too much, but um, one of them was a good reason. The other one was a horrible reason. Yeah. But um, for two different parents, you know, one was mm-hmm. doing the right kind of thing and the other one just wasn't. Um, yeah. But so that and then at the same time, my memories in <clears throat> school taught me a lot about life. Yeah. Um, you know, getting bullied in school or being that cool kid, you know, having those experiences in the hallways, meeting girls, um, all of that kind of shit. I, I, some of my most biggest memories in my life was at public school because it's, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of people you'll meet. It's a bittersweet and, thing, right? Because it's like, on one hand, it could be very traumatic for some people. Some people, like, uh, who were bullied relentlessly for things that might not even be their fault, right? Like, because I, th- I know we've had friends like that, for a fact. Yeah. That have been bullied just for looking different, having a different accent, not their parents being poor, right? Like, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, that was... When you have a kid that's getting ready to start school, and I think you'll you'll kind of learn, you'll kind of understand what I mean when Levi gets, you know, a couple years old. There is like, you're kind of faced with the choice of like a few different things. A, how many schools are in the local area and how much, like, how is availability for them? Like, is there a public school? Are there a couple different private schools? If so, how big are the schools? How do they work? How are their academics looking, right? Because there's a lot you got to take into perspective. You can't really just chuck a kid into a school and be like, yeah, have fun. At the end of the yeah. day, you want to make sure that your kids, you're setting your kid up for success. You want to make sure that you're putting them in a pretty decent school where they're going to learn. They're not going to come home every day and be like, I didn't learn shit, dad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. It's also a... That's also a thing for me, too, is it's weird with me since I'm in the military and everything. If I do 20 years or I go past 20 years, um, you know, my kids will be moving through a lot of schools. Yeah. You know? 
every three years they're gonna have to go to a new school. But at least for one, with the, and for two, they're gonna be military school. I was gonna say at least it's a military school, so it's not yeah. ever like you know so they'll like, be taken care of. Yeah. But, you know how well? How does it? You know how does it how fare? different is that to yeah. a normal school that's out for? And that's that's part of the research you have to do as a parent, right? And like I know I'm not a parent, but I love my niece to death, obviously. So I'm gonna like help chime in where I feel like if my sister and brother in law aren't taking something so seriously, I'll step up and say something, right? Because at yeah. the end of the day, that's family. I want to make sure that my family is being set up for success and that you know, like my niece from a young age understands the importance of needing to help out, but also understanding the importance of education and having fun. I think for a seven-year-old, she's grasping that concept really well. Better than I think I did at that age. Um, Because, like, again, she has no issue of, like, wanting to help out. Like, yeah, she has issues of, like, not really listening well. But what kid doesn't at that age, right? Because at that kid, you're so, like, fucking candy brain where everything you want to do is based around what you want to do. You just want to have fun, whatever. So obviously, like my niece has problems with like when we tell her no, she won't listen. But as far as like other things, she'll help out, and that's one thing. Like I'll have to give that her school specifically credit for is her teachers relentlessly work with her on stuff like that because um, she's like one of two students in her grade, so she literally gets almost one-on-one contact twenty-four-seven with teachers and all of her teachers love her. Everyone that works at her school loves her. Um, anytime we go up there, we're always expecting something bad to be said about her because how she can be at home. A hellion. Every time we go up there, we're always yeah. shocked. Oh, Miss Haven's doing really good. She's such a sweetheart. She loves helping out. She did more uh, chores this week than, you know, she was scheduled to. So, you know, she really loves helping out. And I'm just like, my niece? No. Nah. No, she'd hate you if you didn't make a bag of popcorn for her, right? Like, that's the niece I know. So it's it's funny for me to kind of, like, say that and not being a dad, yeah. but I'm also saying that to kind of, like, prepare you to what, what to look out for in a couple of years when Levi starts growing yeah. up. Because it's, it's not as easy as just, like, oh, yeah, here's the school. Have fun, son. You know, you kind of kind of look into it a little bit. Make sure you're not sending them to... Of course. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely, I definitely do plan on that. Um, I definitely want to be involved in his schooling and everything like that. It's just, you know, where are we going to be? What are we going to be doing? How often? Michael, you can't read past a third grade level. So once he hits fourth grade, you're useless. Hey, fuck you. All right? <laughs> fuck you. Am you're I wrong? Bitch. Am I wrong? Your shirt looks like shit. No. Am I wrong? But, okay, that's what I thought. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck no. your flamingos. Yeah, Stop. But this is my favorite shirt, dude. I love this fucking shirt. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely yeah, excited no. to see. You actually got me thinking, like, when does he go to school? Like, what? I mean, how old? He's he's one now, yeah? Two. Two? Okay. Um, th- Like, four? Four-ish? Four to five? Really? I believe so, yeah. more years. Whew. Yeah, yeah, no. You're, you're, that's why oh, I'm saying it now is because you should... Because I think what it is is um, pre-K. You can start pre-K at, like, three and four. I believe. And then like yeah. they go into school either four or five. It, I think it just depends on his birthday and his birthdays in the summer. So you might have to start him the summer after. 
I don't remember because I never really. I was I was one of the stupid kids. I never paid attention. I just kind of went with it. Yeah. I never I never um, got held back, thankfully. But I also never skipped a grade, so I don't know. Yeah, dude, I I got I didn't get held back. I didn't skip a grade, but I was like flat seventies for every single mm-hmm. class every single year. I, I was see, it was different for my family. My my dad especially really cared about academics if i ever fell below an a b average sports was over for that season i was not allowed to play so i didn't even get my first i didn't get my first c until i was in ninth grade and at that point i think i had mostly like kind of moved away from playing sports anyways because i was around the time my dad passed away and i wasn't really active with a whole lot of things in my life anyways and depression really took over so at that that like literally it took my dad dying for me to get my first C ever. Damn. From kindergarten all the way up. Damn. I I think my mom Smart. still has all of my fucking like records and shit stowed away. That's fucking crazy. You were yeah. 70 um, average, really? I knew you I knew you weren't like great dude, at school, but I was like D minus type shit, dog. <laughs> F's like I was I sucked at school. I hate fucking school so much. That's why I'm not going to college. That's why I'm going to give my... Because, you know, I can go to college for free right now in yeah. the military. Yeah. But I'm going to give that shit to my wife or my son or whoever. If I say it for 20 years, then I can give it to both of them. No, I can only give it to one of them. To but, one of them, yeah. You know, shit like that. I just... I, I The military, that's, that's one thing that's great about the military is... For me, that wasn't so great in school. I'm great with the military. And I'm great with learning and adapting and doing shit that the military needs so it's like you're you're quick with your feet it's not school it's not school you know my school joining the military is learning how to fix guns and armory i think what it is is you don't you learn a different way than what most people do yeah you don't you don't confine to the normal like academic learning which is Fair. I mean, it was more hands-on type shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the lessons was like, hey, you're fucking on the front lines. There's Marines on the front lines. Um, they're shooting a 50 cal at the enemy at the tree line or whatever the deal is. You have to run up to their fucking bunker and yeah. fix that 50 cal because it went down. You know, I run up to that bunker. How do I fix this 50 cal? This, check this, check this, fucking... Um, LTI this bitch, PFI this motherfucker, see what's wrong, fix the part, get it back yeah. in action, shoot a few guys, and then it's good to go. Yeah. Move on to the next gun. And that that's hands-on type shit, you know? So, like, in our class, we would have guns in front of us, and we would fix the fucking guns hands-on. Yeah. Okay, and that, yeah. That's, that's where it's at. That's it, was, it was cool, it was fun, and You I felt like better you learned better, yeah. That's fair. Also... Also, in my field right now is like, if I don't learn something or I don't um, complete this knowledge course or whatever the fucking thing is, if I don't do this correctly and I fail this, then I can literally, like, I can get, my life can be ruined, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah there's exactly. a lot more, instead of just getting told by my dad that, or my mom that, um, oh, we'll try better next year. I'm like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You're going to the brig because yeah. you failed to do this. You know, so it's it's a lot more intense nowadays. Yeah. And I think that's also a really big reason why 
I'm really good at what I do now. You know, because I mean, you you got to think about it. You know, being a sergeant in the Marine Corps isn't huge. It's not. I mean, it is huge, but it's not like it's not an easy feat. It's not easy. You you got to work for it, and it takes a lot to get to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of Marines that got out before they got sergeant that I feel like were better than me and just couldn't make it, shit like that. But at the same time, being a sergeant, um, you shouldn't have as much of responsibilities as I do. In my MOS, like the being a sergeant in my MOS, I'm I'm in charge of ten million dollars worth of military arms and ammunition. You know? I've got yeah. seven Marines underneath me that are I got to treat like my children and take care of. I got to like, for instance, I got two new Marines in the past few weeks and one of them went and bought a vehicle over the weekend. I had to sit him down and be like, Hey, like what kind of vehicle is it? How much did you pay for it? What's the APR on it? All this kind of shit. I had to go through all of that shit with him and make sure that, he didn't fuck up and he didn't make a bad life decision. And then yeah. if he did, I have to fix it. Yeah. You know? So it's a lot of responsibilities. Um, yeah. And I think that's why I'm, I, I like the military so much and, you know, I, I'm better at this than going to fucking school. Plus I, mean, I can get schooling from the military and then get out and have college credits and shit and go do some other shit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know. I like, it's weird. I, I felt like I never learned well from school, but also never did terrible in school. Right. Like I dropped out my freshman year and that was coincidentally when I got my first C. So like that adds up. I did end up graduating. I got my GED. Don't, don't worry guys. I'm not a complete failure. Not yet at least. Um, but it was always like, the, the fear of like, because I played baseball growing up, you know this. Some of y'all might know this if y'all listen and pay attention, but I <coughs> baseball was always my thing growing up. I always loved sports. So it was always like, anytime it was, you better not get a C, because trust me, you ain't playing baseball that year. Remember the one year I got like an 80, which is like B minus right on the cusp of C. My dad looked at me and was like, you better go to your teacher tomorrow. And ask for extra credit, as much extra credit as you can get. And if you don't, you're not playing baseball that year. And I went to school the next day and asked for like five packets of extra credit. Did it all. Got my grade up to like an 87. And my dad just looked at me and nodded his head and just walked away. Didn't say anything else. <laughs> Didn't nothing. Nothing else was said. Just okay. <coughs> so it's like that, that strictness was always something like I couldn't really uh. get away from. But it also helped kind of like teach me the fundamentals of keeping on top of things. That's definitely something that um, I'm definitely going to teach my son, sons, uh, my soon to be, yeah, yeah, um, is strictness and obedience to all orders, as the Marine Corps says. Um, and that that's something that I didn't get when I was a kid. I didn't get in trouble for making bad grades, and yeah. That, that was my biggest problem. I didn't get in trouble for smoking pot. I didn't get in trouble for you didn't get in trouble until home. my mom yelled at you for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I didn't get in trouble until I moved in with Megan. But she didn't. She wasn't. She had so much going on. She had fucking breast cancer and shit, you know. So 
like she she couldn't focus all of her time on me like her own kid so that's not her fault but she not even being my own mother had the most impact on me with the whole obedience of all orders type aspect so it's like you know after that it was I, I it kind of made me realize like I mean my father he had a reason to um not discipline me my mom had a reason it wasn't a great reason but you know it, it was like I definitely saw the I, I definitely now see the effects being the victim of the whole thing of what happens when you don't discipline your children you know because yeah. I only learned discipline and obedience whenever I joined the Marine Corps and discipline doesn't necessarily mean like spanking your child or like beating them yeah. necessarily I think that's like the one misconcept that a lot of people I mean, have I don't. Think I discipline necess- my Marines all the time. Yeah, and I discipline them with. Well, I mean, I have more ways you can discipline them than a child. Yeah, but one of the ways is you know when you put a child in timeout. What does that do? That takes their liberty away. That takes them from doing what they want to do. Right. Yeah. My Marines, when they fuck up, they don't get something a task done that I told them to do. I take the liberty away. I say, okay, we're y'all aren't going home until you complete this fucking task, you know? Um, and then they start working their asses off to get that fucking task done because why? They want to go home. Yeah. And when it's 1900 on a Friday and they just got the task done, then you look at them and be like, now, you could have had that done on fucking Wednesday, but you waited till Friday thinking I'd let you go home. Now that it's Friday, you stayed later than any other day of the week when we should be getting off at thirteen hundred. You know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like it's it's very different depending on like who you're disciplining because certain people have different like levels that they can take of discipline. Right. Some people don't care to go to jail or have their freedom taken away. Because it's just one of those things that is natural to them, right? Some people, if you even do as much as, like, take away their phone, it's the end of the world, right? So I think it's, especially for kids, it's a little different on gauging that level of, like, what would be considered (laughs) torture to the child, right? Putting a child in timeout, (coughs) I believe, is, is fine, right? Like, we'll put my niece in timeout for a little bit. And as far as, like, if she ever does anything she's not supposed to, like, thankfully, yet she hasn't done it. Um, She hasn't, like, bought anything from someone's phone or credit card that she shouldn't, which is thankful. Because I honestly don't know how any of us would react if that were to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, she's, she's in this phase of, like, watching YouTube videos like Roblox, especially. And she asked me the other day, she was like, Uncle JJ, can you buy me some Robux? And I said, baby, you don't even play Roblox. Shut up. <laughs> like, well, why do you want Robux for? And she's like, I want Robux. And I'm like, you don't, you, don't, you don't have a computer or an Xbox or anything to play Roblox on. What do you want Robux for? She's like, I just want them. So I'm, we're kind of like at that stage where I'm like trying to tell everyone to keep their fucking shit under passwords so that way she can't just immediately go buy something. Yeah. And so thankfully everyone's kind of taken my advice on that so far, but also thankfully she's not tried. Mm. But yeah, that's um, fucking it's crazy. To kind of change things around a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. 
So I haven't been streaming or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I came with a new plan. I, I really thought about it. Yeah, and it, it I know where this minute, is going, but yeah. So I my schedule was a week of streaming and a week of not streaming. Yeah, and it it got exhausting. Mm-hmm. Got exhausting. Yeah. I had I had a little bit of growth. Um, unfortunately, something did happen. Um, I my one of my first streams, I got like seventy or a hundred followers. Um, yeah. It, like my first stream, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm already affiliated or whatever they call it on there, and all that kind of shit. I I affiliate, like, yeah, I think, dude. yeah. And then. Um, for my streams, I was getting like an average of five to ten viewers to fifteen, shit like that. Okay. Well, my first stream, I had it at like, I had like fifty average viewers or some shit like Damn. that. And the more I streamed, the more I realized that I think Kick is botting viewers and followers to get more people to the platform. Straight up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And I, have I see heard, that because I, I have now heard have issues of them having like doubled views. Yeah, and I, I, I really see that because I have seven followers now. Yeah. Seven. And you because have like to get 100. affiliate. Yeah, to get affiliate you have to have at least seventy five. Yeah. And so after seeing it drop to seven and then also seeing that I don't have anybody talking to my chat except for the friends that I know yeah, that come in and shit, I was like, dude, like, I, I would get home from work. This is where it got to. I would get home from work. I'd be like, oh, it's a streaming day. I got to stream at six. I rush straight to my computer. I'd sit down. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> open up the applications and open the game. I'm like. Just kind of felt. I was like, fuck, dude, here we go. And I was like, hello, I'm streaming again. <laughs> I just hated it. I hated it. Yeah. I yeah. And it, it really took me realizing that to be like, fuck, dude, I don't know do if you, I like this. Do you remember what I told you a few months ago, kind of off the record, about streaming like that? Because I, I remember what I said. I don't, not exactly. You've said a lot of things. I remember saying that kind of keeping up that schedule might get very dull and very you you would get burnt out very quickly streaming every yeah. single day for one week straight and even taking that week break off would still kind of feel meh. Yeah. And I mean like it's it's it's, weird. A, it's a shitty thing because I've been streaming for like that for at least 6 months. Yeah. And I mean, I've honestly, I've honestly only gained one legit person because the rest of the people that came were from that one person that just happened yeah. to be a YouTuber. Yeah. And all the people after that, when I went up was because I had a lot of viewers because of those YouTubers and I got like, I got fucking, I got, um, Raided by a few massive fucking streamers with hundreds of viewers in their streams. Yeah. And not a single one of them stuck around afterwards. That's what I was watching for. And seeing I do, that. I do also and the, kind and the of game, remember the game that, that I was streaming on, the game that I was streaming on was a good game to stream on. It had high viewer average with low yeah. channels, but I still wasn't growing. So then I was like really looking into it, thinking about it. 
And that's when I decided to cut the fucking streaming unless we're playing a game that is stream-worthy, that it's not record-worthy, and going straight to YouTube. So, like, as of right now, I've already posted two episodes of Drug Dealer Simulator. Okay. I don't know why, but I think it's a fun little cool indie game. Yeah. Um, And so far, with those... With recording and editing and uploading those two videos, I'm like ecstatic. Like yeah. I'm I'm ready to record some more. <coughs> I'm ready to edit and post and all that shit. I'm excited. Yeah. And like okay. there's yeah. not a lot of growth, but I see the views and I see the subscribers. I've gone up a few subscribers. And I'm just like <laughs> maybe it's because live, doing it live and sitting there for Four hours and not seeing a single new person jump in and say hello. Yeah. Unless they're selling fucking graphics and shit. It's way better. Yeah. And yeah. I have a schedule. I don't really schedule it. I just kind of do it when I want to. Do it, yeah. See, like, I know I mentioned to you that I wanted to start doing YouTube as well. Uh, surprised anyone. Um, I also... I, I know I quit streaming for a while there. And it's... For reasons that I don't even think I really know, I think Mikey kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's not that I wasn't growing, because it was odd. I kind of quit in the middle of one of my best months, like one of my best series of months that I had. I just, yeah, I kind of got <sighs> bored. Isn't the word I want to use because I was still having fun, but it was a sense of melancholy. I guess. Hey, move, move your mic a little bit. Sorry. Uh, it was it was a sense of melancholy, <laughs> I suppose. Um, <coughs> it was something, uh, a sense of nothingness is what I was really feeling. Yeah. It wasn't ever, I didn't feel bored because I was having fun playing games with my friends, just streaming to like five, six people that I had. I mean, I had like 200, almost 300 followers at, at like the most. Um, I was getting like five, ten average views. That's nothing, dude. I had like <coughs> one hundred fifty thousand followers on Twitter. Hell yeah, dude! Not not minuscule in comparison. <laughs> not a not a percentage of that was legit. Was legit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have some bad friends. Yeah, <coughs> but, but like I just kind of felt that sense of nothingness every time. Like I I'd hit live and like I'd always be kind yeah. of energetic uh, in a very calm way. You know, like a very calm demeanor of like just not really over the top reactions, but more of like, yo, what's going on, guys? You know, like you guys doing all right today? Well, you know, fucking hell. I hope y'all are having a great day. But it was never like YouTube level of like, hey, guys, what's going on today? I hope y'all are having a great day. You know, just kind of more of like a chilled out version of that, which is kind of me. Um, but every, every time I hit live, like you said, I kind of felt that sense of like, uh, you know, like, here we go. But yeah. it wasn't, it and wasn't ever like a forced feeling. It was more of nothingness. There was no feeling yeah. there. I think, I think one of the biggest things that I've really thought about too, a massive thing that I've thought about was that if you stream for four hours, five hours, one night, and you don't gain a single new follower, a single new video or viewer or anything, that's five hours basically wasted. Wasted, yeah. Wasted. I make a playthrough from of a certain video game 
somebody in a year to two years to three years to four years from now could find that first episode and still watch watch it, it, subscribe and watch the entire series. Yeah. You know? So it's like your content's up forever. I, I right now, I right now, my first episode has like 30 views on it. In two years from now, I could have a thousand, you know, or and more. A, Who knows? A, a thousand of those out of a thousand of those viewers, 50 of them could have subscribed and seen my new content. Yeah. And that's why I think YouTube and doing videos instead of live streams is better because you'll always be there. Yeah. You'll always have a thing with that. As I kind of. I kind of chose to go to YouTube for a different route, honestly. Um, mine was more of, I say going to YouTube. I st- I don't have a channel. I still haven't posted anything. I'm still in the process of recording, but that's because I'm not wanting to do your typical let's plays, right? I'm wanting to do kind of like highly edited, more of like funny moments style videos, oh. right? And those style of videos can kind of take a while because I'm not wanting to do just specifically like, like a Smitty playthrough, like the big YouTuber Smitty, um, how he does it where he'll play one game and the funny moments will come from that one game. I kind of want it to span over like a couple days of footage of recording so I could find like the absolute funniest things that my friends and I do because we're not very funny cunts. So it's hard to find the funny yeah, moments. Yeah, so you're in you're into the um, funny, quick videos. Yeah, the more the comedy style. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm in, not, I'm into the let's play. Yeah, so. not something that like you're gonna come to my channel looking for informative videos on how to play a game, right? Yeah. Like it's more of like you're gonna watch my video, mostly blankly thinking because there's not going to be a, like a rhyme rhythm or reason, but I've just been kind of, so I haven't really been doing much to it yet. Just because like, I kind of want everything to not be perfect, but just be set up right. If that makes sense. Like yeah, I need, I, I want, so how I have it planned is I'm going to be like the main guy recording and it's going to be me and a couple friends random friends plan a game a couple different games whatever and i'll have my pov and my buddy's pov who's also a youtuber uh by the name of nacho zombies you know him um and i'll 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 also ask him to record to capture his pov as well so that way we could you know because sometimes like there's some stuff that's funny that requires context and you might yeah. not get the context in your eyes. So I think it'd be nice to kind of have that second pair of eyes to get, you know, maybe another funny moment that I might have missed or something like that, right? So it's hard to kind of time up our scheduling because when I'm at work, he's off. And when he's at work, I'm off. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah. hard to weave in and out. But the idea that I have, I, I just hope I could do it right because it's it's one of those things where in my mind, I have something kind of laid out how I want it. It's a matter of actually doing it. That's the issue that I yeah. know I'm going to struggle with. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, are you done with your margarita yet? Yeah, a little bit. I've just been waiting on you. There's like yeah, finish, finish that bitch off and go make another one. Uh, I right don't now. need to. I don't need to make another one. I have a whole blender made. Oh, the ice is probably melted. But 
Um, no, it's in the fridge. Oh, okay. That works out. Oh, that um, was nothing but tequila. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta was, answer I this just phone took a call. shot of tequila, basically. Because I haven't eaten today. Fuck. I'm drinking on an empty stomach. Fuck. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I do every time. <laughs> Shit. No wonder this tequila is hitting hard. Boo. You're a big boy. Well, we to be fair, I did, uh, I did pour some. Oh, whiskey. I never, I never I rated um my ginger ale with the pineapple juice. You know that? Oh no, you didn't. You just rated the pineapple juice and the tequila. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna take another swig and then I'm gonna rate it. Um. Let's taste everything. We'll see get this made. Yeah. No. Good. Um, Hopefully. I just I had a blender full, so I got the same thing. And I put a little bit more salt on it. Should put more tequila in it. I did. Did you not just hear what I said? Oh, no. Yeah, I put I put another like couple shots worth in it. Oh fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> <coughs> There's still quite a few big Ooh. topics Ooh. we gotta go over. That salt. Yeah. Oh, I put more salt than I should have on there. <laughs> ah. Oh, my neck, <laughs> my back, oh, my pussy, my crack. I knew where that was going the second you said Jose Cuervo Especial with pineapple juice from a can and some fucking Canada dry ginger ale. Yeah. It really like, oh my God, the ginger ale changes the entire drink mm-hmm. times a hundred. It's fucking crazy. It makes me oh, yeah. worm. Okay. Yeah. Um. One more. Oh. Oh. Okay. Ah. Shit on napkin. Um. You, you better stop screaming in this bar before you dog. get us kicked out. Fuck. Um. No. So that is a solid for flavor wise. Eight point five out of ten. Okay. Eight point five. You gave the for the easiness. Yeah. For the easiness of making it and everything like that, um, yeah, yeah. well, flavor-wise, eight eight out of ten. My bad, my bad. Okay, eight out of ten for the flavor. Um, the easiness of making it, the ingredients, just pouring it in a glass is a nine point two out of ten, with the flavor and everything together. Holy. Okay, I was gonna say you gave the other one an eight and an eight point five, and you gave this one an eight a seven, and a nine point two. It was a seven and an eight point five. Was it? A, I thought you said eight. My bad. Um, but yeah, okay. So that that is incredible. Go. I didn't change up anything other than add some more tequila, and I would still give it the same rating because it doesn't taste any different. You said it. The the margarita mix really drowns out the tequila. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, um there is one topic I do kind of want to talk to you about because I just. It's a weird kind of stupid topic, but this is how my brain works because my YouTube, my YouTube list of like what's given to me for my algorithm is so fucked because I watch like half gaming videos, half like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, like entrepreneurial videos basically yeah, where yeah. um, like this channel I watch is called Magnate Media. It's a really good channel that he covers um, a lot of like company like startups and stuff like that like um 
JP Morgan, one of the richest guy who's at one point basically owned America. Um, yeah. and stuff like that. And he makes videos on like how they came up and their life and why they did what they did and stuff like that. He did a video on, um, a guy by the name of Sam Zamuri. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. A Mr. Not Sam Zamuri. He is, a uh, he is often referred as Sam, the banana man. And, um, oh, nice. he, uh, his story was actually really interesting when I watched it. Uh, Magnate's video uh, media has two videos out on him uh, because his story is just kind of like really fucking bizarre. Really? Um, so let me preface it with this. Do you know what, if I say a country is a banana Republic, do you know what that means? Country is banana republic. Is a banana republic country. Do you know what that means? I think of I think of Puerto Rico. No, not really. Um Okay. So so Cuba. I think of Cuba actually. Go ahead. Would Cuba Cuba might be considered one. Um, I don't know. But basically, uh to sum it up, because I don't know the exact definition for it. But a banana republic basically is a term that refers to a country that only has one main export. Um, uh-huh. In, the, ca- in yeah. the case of a lot of like Central to South American countries being bananas or like sugarcane uh-huh. and other stuff like that. Um, it's kind of a uh, like a derogatory word towards basically calling a country a third world country back in like the 1900s, 1800s, whenever that was. Um, but basically Sam, uh, Mr. Sam Zamuri, the main guy in our story, um, he is a Russian, he was a Russian, a Russian kid born in what is now known as modern day Moldova, I believe. Yes. Modern day Moldova. And he, his father died when he was young, I believe. And he essentially immigrated to America with his uncle, uh, who was a businessman. And while living with his uncle, he worked around the shops and stuff like that to earn some money. Um, and he ended up moving to, or a local guy ended up coming through selling some bananas one day. And bananas at this point were not known to many Americans, like really any at all. They were kind of like a luxury berry, basically. And yes, a banana yeah. is a berry. Um, yeah, look it up. A banana is a berry. Really? It's It's classified as a berry. Yeah. I I could be I might be wrong about that, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure a banana is a banana is a berry. I want I want to stick a a berry a... up my ass to get off. Let's take well, a banana. Brother, uh, botanically the speaking, fuck? a banana is both a berry and a fruit. Oh, so it, it's go. both, but so no, yes, it a is a berry. Fruit. It's both. It's a berry. Um, but basically, is an eggplant a berry? I don't know. I don't eat eggplant. I do shove it up my ass, though. But um, I don't... I'd shove that up my ass, too. But basically, at this point, it was the first time he'd ever seen a banana. And it kind of, like, enticed him. And he found out that they were selling bananas at a port in Mobile, Alabama. So he basically took everything he had and moved to Mobile, Alabama, near this port in the Gulf of Mexico, to basically start buying bananas. And he, when he showed up, he didn't immediately start buying bananas, basically. He just kind of um, sat back and watched how, like, the whole operation worked. He watched, uh, like, 
a boat pull up into the harbor and a bunch of people rush on and start pulling off crates of fucking bananas, just one after another, hundreds of people. And then you have like these brokers for the company that have that are own these bananas and they basically sell them in piles of ripe, uh, like three separate piles, like uh, the greenish ones that can last the longest because they're not quite ripe yet. The ones that are like in the middle and then the ripe ones. And he noticed that almost always the green ones and the second ones would get sold first because they would, they last the longest. You could store them for longer. Whereas the ripe ones only had about like a five to seven day lifespan before you had to chuck them out. And basically his whole business was buying as many ripe bananas as he could and selling them before they spoiled. He had, he'd had seven days to sell them. And he essentially became so rich doing it that the company that was selling the bananas to him, I forget the name of the company, but it's a really big company. Um, but they basically uh, signed a deal with him that they would only sell him ripe bananas. Like he had first call to all ripe bananas coming into that port. And that was his way of making money. But the issue is, is like, the profit margins are very small, obviously, because you're buying them for like, say, $2, but they're ripe bananas. They only last five to seven days before they spoil. Say you're traveling halfway across the country. That's already like a three-day trip. So you only have two days to sell half of the bananas, right? And his whole thing was, is because like back then train was the primary transportation, he got held up one time at a train station and he hopped off and ran to like the local Western Union and begged them to phone ahead to the next uh, train stop, telling them that he was selling bananas. And basically, just he begged that guy so much that he even offered a portion of the money he made from selling the bananas to the guy. So he did. And when he showed up to the next stop, he had sold out of all of his bananas because there were so many people there waiting. And so, like, that basically started his whole business as the banana man. But he realized that it wasn't very profitable. He wanted to become the banana man, right? So he he set out his way to buy some land, some, like, farmland out in Central America to start farming bananas. And then he also bought some boats to start shipping them to America. And, like, it, it's it's such a wild, bizarre story that what I basically just told you and summed up is, like, 1% of his entire story. He ended up overthrowing the government of Guatemala or Honduras. I forget which country he was, like, stationed in whenever he moved there. But, like, the government there at the time wasn't giving him very many tax breaks. And because bananas are so kind of, like, the profit margins could be very small, you kind of need all the tax breaks you can get. So Damn. he essentially would organize a coup and a rebellion would strike and they would essentially force that that prime minister, president out. And he would essentially have someone else come in who would be on, like, his payroll and they would give him all the tax breaks he'd asked for, give him more land oh, and stuff like that. And it was it's a very wild story that just has so many like you could just think about it like what I'm telling you now. And if you go and watch the video, I'll link both videos down below. We'll link both videos down below because it's very interesting. I think it's like an hour watch, an hour and a half or something like that. It's a long video for both of them. But like 
So at the time, this major company that he originally was buying the bananas from was the only company. So like there were smaller subsector like banana farms and companies that were set up. But this major company had a share in every single one of those companies, yeah. basically owning them. And right. which is illegal. It, it's a, it was a part of the anti-Sherman trust law or whatever that law is called. Um, and when they started getting investigated, one of the companies that they had let become free as a way of like, oh, look, we do have a genuine competitor. You can't lock us up for the anti-Sherman trust law um, was Sam the Banana Man's banana farm. He wanted to go free away from the banana company that was over him. So he offered to buy out all their 10% of shares or whatever and become a free like competitor. That's where the story really fucking kicks up because like full out countries are going at war because of this other banana company and Sam, the banana man's like banana businesses going head to head. Like yeah. both of the, like two separate countries had to go to war because of it. Like it Damn. was fucking insane. And he ended up, fucking he, his business ended up getting like, he sold off his business, retired, uh, and then ended up coming back and buying out the company or not buying out, but taking over the company that was originally his competitor, the bigger version of it. He ended up overtaking that and just like essentially running it like a mob boss would like just killing anyone who disagreed and fucking just a load of Over horrible fucking shit. bananas, bananas, dog, bananas of what all the, fucking well, things. You think about it, it's, you it's want it, really about money. It's over. You want to know you want to know what surprised me the most? That company, that that major one, not the one that Sam started, but the other one, is still around today. They just rebranded as a way to kind of like move away from their deadly past of starting coups and revolutions in South American countries. Fucking bizarre. When I've like when that I finally watch bananas. Dude. Literally fuck, <laughs> shut up. I hate you. Fucking but bananas. Fucking, literally. It is such a wild and bizarre <laughs> story that when I finished watching it, I was just kind of like sat there like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, honestly, that just fucking crazy. I'll I'll send you both videos after this for you to watch, but I will yeah. definitely leak all three videos that I that I just mentioned the Oppenheimer one earlier and these two down below. It's honestly go watch all three of those plus the one you you're gonna link. It's just incredible fucking videos. The Magnates Media is a really really uh, I'm not gonna say popular. I mean he has a million subs. That's very popular, but as far as like how i how i feel like his channel should be i feel like he yeah. needs to be way bigger like more people need to be watching him he's very entertaining and actually does like deep thorough research into like the people he's talking about so definitely go give that go give them a follow um it, they make other, he makes other interesting videos for sure yeah just um, fucking bizarre bananas something. dude for bananas <laughs> something um huge all right this is the transition over to video games. Something that some of you have may have been waiting for. Yeah, usually we games. talk about that first. Um, yeah, so this is going to be one of the last things, I guess. Or just one of the far into the pod. Um, I have I have one more thing that I want to talk about, but it's more of like a joke thing. It's not something... We'll talk about yours first, but mine's more right, of like yeah, a joke. So, 
so one of the biggest things right now um, in the gaming community, there's a lot of things that are big, but this yeah. one is about phasmophobia. I think I know what you're about to talk about. Yeah. Phasmophobia has been releasing tweezers. Teasers. Tweezers? Tweez- tweezers for months. <laughs> Shut up. I'm a little intoxicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, They are about to release next Tuesday at the latest, right? It was supposed to happen a week or two ago. Two to three weeks ago, but they delayed it to the latest of next Tuesday. Um, of one of the biggest phasmophobia updates to ever come. It's supposed to be um, 1.0. I think they're you, officially yeah, coming out of uh, I think so. early access. Um, phasmophobia. If you don't know what phasmophobia is, is it's a hunt, you're missing it's a ghost hunting game. You're missing out. It's, it's a ghost hunting f- game. We're playing that so game tonight. I, I'm down, dog. I'm down. I'll I mean, have I, I, I haven't bit. played it at all for the past like two weeks just because I'm waiting for this update to come out. But I just realized yesterday after looking at their Discord and shit that they stalled it for two weeks. But yeah. last Tuesday, not this one that just passed, but the one before, they came out on the Discord saying, hey, um, for this massive update and this and that, um, we basically are going to request two more weeks. We said it was going to be released in July, but we're going to ask to for it to be released mid, mid-August, which is next Tuesday is the exact two-week mark. Um, so we can fine-tune everything and make sure it's 100% for you guys. Which is basically the biggest thing about this is that this is the first update where they are going to completely wipe all character levels. Well, okay, so let me let me add a little bit of context. No, they are wiping if whatever level if you're above a level one hundred, I believe it is, you will become a prestige one immediately. That's true. That is so that you, is true. So you automatically have everything unlocked that you could start buying. There there shouldn't be an issue of like you'll I think they're resetting your money and everything like that. So you'll have to kind of like do some jobs and contracts to re earn okay, the money to yeah. buy things. But he is partially right. Yes, they're wiping. If you're under level 100, you have about a week or two to hurry it the fuck up so you can get that prestige one. So I, the way I think of it, the way I see it, right, is because yeah. when I first started playing Phasmophobia again, I completely wiped my levels. I was level like a few hundred or some shit. Um, and I completely wiped it. I'm over level 100 already. Um, so when this update comes out, I am going to completely wipe my prestige and everything. I'm just going to completely start from a brand new fucking player instead of being prestige one. Just so I know what... Should I um, do it with you? I th- I say yes, because I want to completely set out, set up how you would if you were a brand new player, completely yeah. restart the game from the beginning. Well, um, okay. Yeah, so I think, I think we should also kind of preface it with this. We played Phasmophobia since... I kind of started a little late, but I think you hopped on the train like the month it came out. Yeah, yeah, it was like instant. I didn't, I've been playing it for fucking years. I, I was the opposite. I did not like it at first, admittedly. Like anytime anyone asked me to get it, oh, I'm not buying this stupid fucking ghost hunting game. Why would I buy that? But I, I eventually caved in and bought it, and 
It's probably the only game I've had limitless amounts of fun on, Mm -hmm. which is fun because it's very repetitive to a degree, right? Like I'm kind of at that point. I'm like a level. I don't remember like 800 plus. I think I forget exactly where I'm at, but I'm like above five, 500 to 700. Um, where like I'll kind of walk in and unless it's a brand new ghost that I really haven't researched or anything, I could kind of be like within a few minutes be like, oh, okay, it'll probably be like one of these types of ghosts. Yeah. And usually I'm right because I've just played the game so much, but that's also because that shows that I like it. I enjoy it, that I'm willing to put in the time and effort to learn the the ghost, how they act and why they do the things they do and like figure out how to get other evidences rather than the exact ones you need to get like yeah. dots and shit like that. And, and one of the things with um, phasmophobia is that there's so many different ghosts and you have to learn each ghost. So it takes a lot of time to get really good at the game and they've added difficulties. They've added a few different things to make it more elongated on how much you spend on the game. Like I you really remember gotta play it a lot to be a master at it. And um, this update, it, it, it not only wipes your levels, but the biggest thing about uh about it that I think is the biggest thing, um, I don't know if it's the levels. I think it's the the biggest thing about it is that they're improving how you level up. So originally, well, it's right a, now, it's a com- it's going, a complete overhaul. It's they're not just yeah yeah not- yeah. So instead of going from level one to two and only needing fifty experience for then. And going from level 1,213 to 1,214, you also still need 10 XP or 50 XP, right? So now it's going to be from level 1 to 2. Yeah, from level 1 to 2, you need 10 XP. From level 99 to 100, you need 10,000 XP. And then when you hit 100, you can either um prestige. prestige like call of duty or you can stay in that realm but not get that badge for xp yeah. which is huge because whenever you do prestige you lose every single thing that you learned or like you gained like all the um equipment and you like lose that all your equipment start, and everything but yep. you get the badge and shit you get to say hey i've been playing this game for a while and it also it also one thing that has kind of been my <laughs> argument with the game for a while um, is is always been the repetitiveness because I understand that while I might enjoy running into the same house every single time, figuring out the same ghost every single time, that could be a dull experience for a new player who might not have that kind of uh, fun with a game yeah. like that, right? So and, and, uh, switching it up and kind of giving me that chance to rank up to level 100 and then get a fresh restart feeling like I'm a brand new player again, but with the badge and other accessible items or um, accessories is what I meant to say. Uh, is is I'm sure, yeah, it'll also get very repetitive after like Prestige 2 or 3, but it still also adds that conflict of like when you restart, it's like, fuck man, we're walking into this house with basic equipment rather than, you know, right now we have everything that you can get. And the only time we spice it up is if we decide to do a challenge, like um, a no flashlight challenge or a no yeah, this yeah. thing and challenge. That's, that's one of the, the greatest things about Phasmo is that before they came out with the challenges, you could make your own challenges and say, yeah. oh, we go in only using 
um, voices in game. We don't use yeah. Discord or only using the basic equipment, you know, shit like that. And then they added the challenges where you had to play certain match, you had to do certain things, um, which was huge. But with this update, the huge thing is like, if you go, if you hit level 10,000 in your mind, you're like, woohoo, I did it. Level 10,000. That's it. Now you hit level 10,000. You're like, holy fucking Fucking shit. I fucking did it. You know, yeah. Or level 10 prestige or whatever the deal is. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, for sure. And and I think one of the one of the other major things about this update isn't just the leveling system. It's also the fact that they're adding 75 new atoms, items. Yeah. So, well, that's because they're giving everything a tier system now. Yes. As well. yes. So, so whenever you hit prestige 17, you could say... You're going to start at tier one with everything. You're going to have the basic flashlight, the basic EMF, parabolic microphone, all that kind of shit. And then when you level up, after being fucking prestige 17, you still got to work towards getting better equipment. So tier two, then tier three. And then by the time you hit tier three, you're fucking Ghostmaster Hunter. I wonder. Or Ghost Hunter Master. And then you have to prestige again, but whenever you hit tier three. And then start back from the beginning. So it's a constant reset of your game. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to follow like the Call of Duty route where you get like the permanent unlock tokens as well after every prestige. Do you remember that in Call of Duty? Yeah. Whereas like that. after every prestige, you have that one permanent thing you can unlock that you don't lose. So that way there's not necessarily that feeling of grind happening. You know, so I, like, I doubt. I doubt in their little leaks and their little teasers, they put everything they're adding in. Well, yeah, of course. So it's going to be also major. Hold on. The biggest fucking thing about this update. I completely forgot. Biggest fucking thing. It might be. It's either this update or an update a week later because it's supposed to come out in August as well. But. The game is also going to release on every single console. Oh, yeah, yeah. PlayStation, Xbox, all that shit. And yeah. it's going to be cross-platform. I was going to play is, is say, is it going to be cross-platform? Which is yes, funny. Yes, it is cross-platform. Because my sister confirmed. my sister's been wanting to get Phasmophobia on her computer. And I've been telling her to just wait if she wants to get it on her Xbox. That she can, but I'm not sure what she wants to do. But yeah, no, that that is really cool. I I wasn't I knew they announced it, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be cross platform or not. So yeah, it's it's cross platform. That's I really nice. That I've been looking deep into it. It's a hundred percent going to be cross platform on the ID cards. You know that little circle, that yeah, invisible yeah. circle that you have. That yeah. is for prestige. Yeah, and then for the upper left hand corner, it's going to tell you if you're on Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, all that kind of shit. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, no, it's uh, dude. I love phasmophobia, but for for a different reason than most is mostly just because of how active the developers are with the community, right? Yeah, like and- it's one of the few instances, unless like you get like a solo developer or like a really small team. The kinetic energy team, I believe that's their name. Um, they well, yeah, yeah. they might necessarily be small. They only yeah, have like four maybe four or five employees or something like that it's still very much like 
they're all open with the the community you know like they take feedback they understand what the community likes they stream with some of the bigger streamers that play the game and get that as a chance in a way to voice what they want to do to the community and stuff like that and it's always a really nice um interaction uh ensem is one of the bigger more notable yep. guys who i've really started watching ensem is very um knowledgeable when it comes to the game of phasmophobia or really just any horror game genre out there that dude is and that's it's on a different level that's the thing that's going to be with me is because for you two i'm doing playthroughs but that's one yeah. of the games i'm going to stream on kick full time phasma play fucking phasmophobia yeah. okay when, yeah, when yeah. the update comes out Full on streaming it. See, I could also. <laughs> I think I could find a way to make it useful on YouTube as well with the stuff. Oh yeah, bit. for sure. I might. I might end up recording. Recording when when the update comes out, I might start recording some of that with you. Because so, I could. Yeah. I could, right I, now, I have so many friends that play Phasmo, and I know you do as well. That I don't think it'd be hard to find like a lump sum of content. Oh yeah, it it's so easy to find. Like for oh, yeah. your type of videos, oh, oh yeah. my god, you would have oh, tons. Yeah. And then also one of my biggest streams or videos I want to do is do it yeah. in VR with the new update. Ooh yeah, I need to get a oh, dude, fucking different thing for a different day. I need a VR headset. I really want to get one, dude. VR is huge. I really it and is. my room, my room is perfect because I live like a, a a poor man by himself, even though I live with my family. Um, my bed is a tiny mattress on the floor, and my TV is also on the floor because I have yet to mount it. Um, yeah. other than that, my desk is the only thing in the room. My my hey, room is perfect for VR. There's nothing huge. obstructing it. Something huge just can't just happened. I need to piss so bad. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna go piss. I'm gonna hold that. And I'll BRB. Yeah, I'll piss so bad. Go, 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 go. Fuck off. All right. So uh, basically, yeah, phasmophobia, massive fucking update coming up within the next week, bro. I'm literally. Here's the plan. You know what we need to do. You know. You know what? Before anything else. Here's the. Here's the. Here's the. Here's the plan. This is the thing, Justin. Uh-huh. I am literally going to take a week off of work to play <laughs> this fucking update. I'm not kidding, okay. dog. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm taking a week off of fucking work to play this fucking update. Uh. It's paid vacations. Well, what I was going to say is we need to set some time aside and play with snow. No. On Phasmo. Yes. No, cut off. Why? No, Snow's been blocked. He he did some dumb shit again. Oh, okay. well, never mind. Yeah, he yeah. Unfortunately, um, he did some dumb shit. The wife blocked him. I blocked uh, him. I mean, that's fair. It's unfortunate, but yeah, he yeah. Unfortunately, we had to get him out of here. He he just couldn't grow up fast enough. It sucks. I mean, yeah, but that's fair. We still got the OG crew. Um, I mean, every time we played Phasma with him, he disappeared. And then would come back 30 minutes later like, oh, guys, what the hell? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. true, true. But yeah, no, for sure. Well, when it comes out, because I'm sure you'll have your eyes and ears to that more than I will. I just kind of check it as I scroll through my Steam list of games. Um but yeah. when when it comes out, you just shoot me a text, Phasmo update, 
We'll play it 100%. I, when Fuck I get yeah, off work dude. that night, we'll set aside some time to record and play for sure. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm putting in leave so quick. So there I'm is. Fucking, I was thinking the, about putting in leave today just for the end of next week. Just no there, is, um, there is one thing I should mention, though. Are we going to do duos or are we going to have Josh play with us? What do you mean? When we play Phasmo, like when we do our week-long bender on Phasmo. Oh, she's going to be there with us. For sure. Okay, I was going to say, is she it just going to be us? That That's what I thought, because she adds a variety to that game. That every yeah. So, Jocelyn and our group, his wife, is very much like, she's not the scaredy cat, but she does scream a lot. Yeah. And it, yeah. it very much adds comedic value, because <laughs> like... Especially for me, someone who's played the game a lot, um, it's very like when you see that white mist pop across your screen, you immediately know you're going to hear like a ah or something, yeah. right? Like you're going to yeah. hear a loud noise. Uh, she She's played it for a while, but she still doesn't expect it. So it's like you yeah. see it, you know it's going to happen. You kind of like brace out. for it. I'm thinking about getting her a fucking camera and Streamlabs so she can record her side and send it to me. Oh yes, yes, yeah. That would. I'd love to have that as well. I'd have to ask for permission as well. That's just she adds that level of comedy accidentally that would be perfect for like most people, because it's like you're hiding in a closet. You know, realistically, you're gonna be safe, but you have her sitting right beside you, going, "Oh my god, what the fuck? Oh my god, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? It's coming this way!" And you're just like, "We're fine. It's on the other side of the house." It's just that level. It, it, playing with her is always a treat because she's very funny. Oh, yeah. Even oh, yeah. like Sons of the Forest. Uh, cannibals, oh, cannibals, cannibals, cannibals. <laughs> or yeah, just, she's, she's just she's dead hilarious. silent getting hit. <laughs> yeah, I love her to death. She, she's definitely an aspect that we're going to have in for uh, this big update. She's been, she's been bugging me so much about this next update. She's like, look it up, look it up. See when it is, see when it is. And then whenever I told her that they asked for two more weeks, she was like, what the fuck? But at the same time, she was like, she was like, well, at least we know now that it's going to be in this time frame. And it's not just in the wind. I see. I'm I'm kind of in that feeling with contraband police right now, too. That's a kind of newish game. I think that came out last this this year, last year or something like that. I I am so about dude. I am so about these indie games, these little small games like Contraband Police, Drug Such Dealer a fun Sim. Game. Oh Contraband my God. Police. I'm so excited. Contraband Police is like Papers, Please, if you've ever played that game. Um, it's very nitty gritty. You kind of like you, you're a guard, uh, a checkpoint guard, basically telling people yes or no if they're allowed to enter your country or not. Every kind of like chapter or section that you go through, there's different um, rules and restrictions that are placed on certain things. So like in one section, it's like, okay, you know, like anyone that has over this many items is not allowed in the country and you got to go through and individually count those items and it could be very nitty gritty. And then, you know, the next chapter, it's like, okay, a virus is hit, you know, um, 
anyone that doesn't have a vaccination card is immediately out. And, you know, you got to find if got to find out if the papers are forged by checking all the names on the different documents yeah. and the, the uh, it's so and, nitty gritty, but I love little stuff like that. It's, the only it's, reason I bring that up is because they're coming out with an endless mode. They've been in production of it for like a really? month or two. They've delayed it a couple of times and I'm like, I'm 50 50 on it because I'm like, okay, at least it's getting polished and we know it's going to be good, but they, they haven't said anything about delaying it. Like they delayed it yeah. to July 27th was the date that they originally wanted to, or the date Holy that they shit. had pushed it back to from the original date, which was middle of July. I think they pushed it back to the 27th, the end and then the 27th came and they were like, okay, time for play testing so we could roll it out. And it's like, okay, whatever. It's going to be delayed longer than the 27th, but at least we're getting to play test it. Play testing went awful. I heard half the people that had access couldn't even access it. And the other half had nothing but like buggy issues the whole time. So the second round of play testing had been delayed for a week. Actually, I think it was supposed to start yesterday and they haven't said anything about it. So I'm like, Dang. I'm upset. Was that, is that for contraband police? Or yes. For yeah. Papers? For no okay. contraband police, contraband police adding an endless mode is they're adding so much to it that that's the only reason I, I feel like they're delaying it so much is because they're adding so apparently so much content as far as like, yeah. um, a new way to smuggle in like the, in one screenshot, there was a plane underneath them saying a new way to smuggle. So I think like planes are going to be dropping like drugs inbound and you got to go capture it. And like a whole yeah. list of like new buildings, comrades for you to like add to your station and a whole list of things that are just in my eyes necessary to keep a game okay. like that going. But at the same time, it's like, ah, please That's perfect. Just, be honest with us. If you're going <laughs> to delay it, at least delay it long enough. So that way there's no like surprise delay. Like we're having now, <laughs> if you were, yeah. if you were to just tell us like, Hey guys, it's going to be August, like late August, you could release it earlier than that. We will be happy if you release it earlier than that, if it's done, but at least then we'll know for sure. The latest yeah. will be August. So it's like, I, like I'm upset at Phasmo for that, but I get it. I'm upset at Contraband Police, but I get it. And so many other games, I like. I'm I mean, upset, but I get it. That's perfect because I'm trying to do Drug Dealer Simulator. Um, yeah. Because they're coming out with the Drug Dealer Simulator Two <laughs> next month, or a month after, or whatever the deal is. Yeah, I'm kind of drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're coming out with a second one in a month or two. And okay. then I was planning on doing Contra and Police um, after this series between the two or whatever the deal is. So if they come out yeah. with that update, that's fucking perfect. Right I've been, I have been like how you've been on Phasmo is how I've been with Contraband Police is like checking their fucking Steam list every day, going to their website, seeing if they posted anything new, and every. Yeah. Every day I'm always disappointed when it's like, oh, we have a delay or we've had an issue with playtesting or yeah, we've sucks. had this issue in development. And like, ugh, I'm one of those people where like I get very upset because like gaming nowadays is very boring, right? Like a lot of people play games for a couple hours, put it down, pick up another one, right? Because there's no games that really grab your attention and the ones that do 
don't really have that much content. Like Sea yeah. of Thieves. When Sea of Thieves first came out, there was no content. I remember playing it the day it launched. I had to sit in that stupid, awful, like, queue of that black screen with the green wheel spinning nonstop with my friends waiting until, like, 6 a.m., to get into a lobby only to do like five quests and realize that that's all there was. And after time and updates, there's a lot to do so much so that like a new player now could get very overwhelmed with how much there is to do in Sea of Thieves. But that it also Sea of Thieves was one of those games that also went through like that long trial process of like delay after delay and update not being delivered on this time and this date. But now looking at Sea of Thieves as someone who's kind of been through it all, I'm very proud of the game. Like, yeah, the game has issues, but overall it, it delivered on every aspect I wanted and then some. And I could only yeah. hope the same for like Phasmo, which when I bought Phasmo, I expected very little. And right now it's exceeded all expectations. And with what they've shown, I now have new set expectations because it's coming on full release now. So hopefully I... I not hopefully. I'm sure the guys over at Kinetic will do a fantastic job, and I will be blown away by what they've added and what they've done and changed and everything. I will say, I hope Contraband Police does the same thing. I hope their update completely blows me away. Because I can be patient. I could wait for delays as annoying as they could be. I think I that's also... It. I think one of the things with updates, too, is like the same thing as, like... Let's say... Battle... Field 2042, right? When it was yeah. delayed or whatever the deal is. Mm-hmm. The more a game gets delayed or the more they shout it out, the more hype there is. So who knows? I mean, maybe they're only doing that for the hype, you know? Um, um But also at the same time, yeah. even, even if it isn't, then it gets, it gets more hype. So the second that update comes out, boom. <sighs> swamped with new players and old players yeah i guess it's one of those things where it's like any publicity can be good publicity even bad publicity right where it's like even if a game is known for its constant delays it's still getting people looking at it that might not have seen it otherwise yeah it might be in a bad limelight but some people are more open and susceptible to trying games than i am Like, if I see a game that's getting ridiculed in reviews, I will most likely pass on it. But when it comes to, like, um, other people, I have friends that'll buy, like, the worst rated games and have fun with it. And I'm like, how? You, you good? Yeah, yeah. This this tequila's kind of hitting me now. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking sauced. Um, yeah. This has been a good... Good episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Phasmo. There- I'm so fucking excited for Phasmo. Oh yeah. Uh, when when we get done, I'll immediately start installing it. I'm gonna go eat and everything, and then we'll play it. Don't even have it installed. No, I had to. I uninstalled it. What a dumb bitch. Because um, I have to, I have to have that game on my SSD, and my SSD is also my boot drive, and where I put all of my footage. So it's like. Got to enter lap stuff somewhere. Okay. Well, yeah, fucking, we'll play some Phasmo tonight. Um, I might, might not be streaming it. No, I probably should. Yeah. Um, it'll be some fun shit, eh? Um, yeah. Pretty yeah. excited. I've got some topics saved for next pod. Um, 
The right. meat is going well as well. Nice. Um, yeah. I know you sent me a video of it. Yeah. Last the week? meat is doing good. Yeah. So my brother in law my brother in law thought it. this sorry, my brother in law thought this episode was mead. So when I sent him to the liquor store for me, he was like, So what kind of mead do you want me to grab? And I'm like, Mead, that's the end of the month. And he's like, I hate you. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, ready. So, He's ready for it. So this meet is gonna be all right. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. And yeah, we'll fucking crack right into it, dude. So what are we but gonna do? Are for, we are we gonna dress up like Vikings when we when we get a fuck drink? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna be drinking out of a fucking mug. I mean, it's so mead is. I'm gonna try and find one of those horns and drink it out of that. Yeah, mead is actually a um, honey wine. So yeah. you're supposed to drink it like wine, but yeah, yeah. that shit's fucking lame because I brewed this shit myself. So I'm probably gonna drink it out of a mug or some shit. That's fair. Um, also, it should be good. I'm gonna swap I'm it ashamed. over this weekend and it'll be clear. I'm gonna shame you real quick. You were trying to end the podcast without giving a rating on how drunk you are. Oh yeah, fuck me, dude. So on drunkenness, drunkenness, right? Drunkiness. Um, this. Simple ass tequila beverage with some Canada dry ginger ale and some pineapple juice. Dude, I'm feeling a little saucy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I rate it out of everything. The flavor, the easiness of yeah, yeah. being okay. able to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the simpleness of mm-hmm. uh, picking it up from the store. The um sitting at Hurry my up! desk and making it <laughs> is actually uh, I'd say nine point two. Nine point two because I'm feeling okay. saucy as fuck. And that's yeah. I I drunk from the label. Uh, right below the label down to Down here. to the bottom of the label, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's got me pretty fucking so and I still have a full drink right here. So yeah. not even that. Not <laughs> yeah. even that. Above the label. I'd say I'd say from here to about here or so. It's got me pretty saucy. So very excited with this drink. This is yep. great. I'm gonna be drinking tequila more in the future. Um, oh yeah. Definitely oh, yeah. recommend. Margaritas will definitely be on my uh to go list more. Um I would say all overall, mine was, I, like I'm pretty toasty, but I ain't saucy, right? Like I ain't, I ain't you level. Uh, say like a seven, seven point three. Seven point three. Yeah, I, like I'm pretty toasty, but well, like I definitely got room for more. Like I could definitely be a little bit yeah. more fucked up, but I'm like there's a I'm there's at, a few things that I'm at. I'm at that play. comfortable level. Yeah, there's a few things that came into play with you is. One, you're drinking margaritas, so it's less tequila. And two, you're fucking drinking a fucking Dr. Pepper at the same time. So I haven't. I literally drank it that one time, and that was it. Really? Yeah, oh. that was it. Well, you can w- then, watch the watch the whole pod. I think I maybe took two sips right at the beginning. One okay. before you, you well, didn't see, and then that one. Well, then it's the it's the fact of margaritas. Are it's just it's iced down. Flavor, yeah. It's not yeah. yeah. But yeah. I will say, definitely. 
still did get kind of toasty. If I added more tequila, I definitely you could definitely get a lot more fucked up. Okay. But I, I definitely just I was finding my good center and I was just having fun with it. Oh, Seven point yeah. three, pretty respectable. Um, kind of got me feeling the type of way. I guess I don't really know how to describe it. Um, oh, yeah, definitely toasty, but not quite, not quite super drunk. Well, this has been a good pod, I would yeah. say. Yeah, so, for sure. Thanks for, sure. for coming by. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you check the description for everything that we listed. Um, check us out on, if you're on fucking Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of that kind of bullshit, check us out on YouTube. Comment down below what you liked and disliked about the pod. Hit that dislike button if you hated it. It's okay. We'll take that. Don't we'll hit take that, that fucking dislike button. I said it last week. I'll break your kneecaps. Fucking do it. We will take it as um, constructive criticism and turn it into something better. Ignore him. Um, thanks for coming out, and I'll definitely see you motherfuckers next time. Check the fucking... Hit that, hit that subscribe button over there, I think, or wherever it is. Down below, usually. Well, yeah, but like on the screen. Uh, it's usually down in the corner somewhere. It's one of those corners. Somewhere. Hit the fucking subscribe button. Check out our latest pod. Check out our last pod. All that kind of good shit. And we'll see you fucking next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.